things about our journey together with Sexy Marriage Radio thus far, Gina, is the fact that we get to talk about techniques and tips and ideas and how-tos and philosophies and principles, you know, the whole realm of, of our sex life. And, marriage. And marriage. But, you know, we, we put that in that context of marriage right. and sex life. So, but the techniques are interesting because it's it's some of the stuff you know i try myself one of those things like we'll be talking during a show and i'll be like oh yeah i hadn't even thought of that <laughs> and so one of the things that i've used quite a bit and had some good mileage with and so i'm going to give this as a as a little bonus tip i guess for all the high desire people out there because one of the things is how do you initiate you know it's on your shoulders okay. to initiate as the, as the high desire typically that means that's your role that's what you're going to do uh-huh and you don't, I'm not a big proponent of you just go and ask, you know, hey, honey, you interested in some sex tonight? Because that doesn't usually come across very, you know, alpha. solid and alpha and going after what you want. But there is some times where you have to bring the subject up and, and you kind of have to take the lead on it. And, and you can't always just go and, and, and ravage her, you know, but so you do have to talk some and and, and engage the mind. And so one of the things that, that worked real well for me occasionally because i can't use this all the time but just the other night um pam had a lot going on during the day and we've been kind of connecting off and on via text and phone and then when we got home at night together a chance to talk and connect and that evening she has a weekly deal that she meets with one of her girlfriends and they go and have coffee and and kind of connect do a bible study and just and talk and it's a real good girl time for her but i was really interested in some sex that night and so as she was leaving I just, I just flat out just said, hey, babe, just so you know, about 9.30 tonight, there's going to be some sex happening in this house. If you want to be a part of it, you may want to be here. <laughs> and she's she like, knows. oh, okay, du- duly noted. And, you know, I- I've used that a couple of times and it's worked every time I've used it. So that's why I can't, I can't abuse it. You know, I still have to be careful. She's curious to walk home and make sure it's just about her. Well, <laughs> yeah, because I haven't thought of, I don't have a plan B on what if she doesn't show up. You know, would I follow through with some sex happening? Oh, <laughs> all the low desire wives out there are like, okay, go ahead. Have fun. Having dessert by then. <laughs> I'll eat chocolate. You have fun by yourself. Yeah, have fun with that one. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio, Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. We're obviously we're talking about sex and marriage and love and life and all that's in in between. So we want you to join our conversation. And the way you can do that is send us some emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Or you can call our feedback line at 615-56-66. If you got a question on your mind or a thought that you want to share, we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. So one of the things that I think of when it comes to just married life is this idea of how every year is kind of a new adventure, is, is an unknown path, if right. you will. You know, there's things that, you know, I'm all, Pam and I are celebrating 19 years next week. And yes, congratulations. Thank you. And then, you know, you, you guys are in your 20, 22. Yeah. Okay. So yep. that's awesome that it, you know we life together and it, and as it unfolds and there's new things but my thought is now that we are 
further into our relationships with our spouses, what do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? You know, what are some of the things that you, if you had a chance to take what you've gained, the knowledge you've gained over the life of your marriage so far, and apply that to the very beginning, what what, what were some of those things that you would want to know that you would have, man, I wish I would have known X, whatever it is. That's partly why I'm even in this arena because I'm so, you know, it's stuff I wish I did know. So the only way to redeem those years is to help other people. Yeah. So the big, the big one would kind of probably for sure right off the bat be being able to take charge of my own sex drive and enjoy sex out the get go mm-hmm. and, and be more open. Cause right off the bat, Paul was like, I think the pill is bad. You know, you're, I think looking back, a lot of problems were just hormonal. So I would be a lot more open to exploring what's affecting my sex drive. What's making me a low desire. Okay. Spouse. So and, what al- what alternatives are there that I could maybe yeah. explore rather than having a a narrower path in mind of well this is the way yeah. we're supposed to do it this is what I'm supposed to do because that's what everybody else does or yeah and just you know that was a lot of years that we just man it's a, it's that's a regret yeah so yeah so you know that's why we're here like hey you can take charge of your sex drive you can heat it up it yeah. gets better and better. So that part, yeah. Sure. No, I, I, I get that. That, that's, that's one of those things that it, it, when we get into some of those more private and secret things of marriage, yeah. Yeah. it seems we're so reluctant to share that with someone else. But the interesting thing is, when we take the courage to share that with someone else, we find out they were in the same boat, or have been, but or I know, or. Remember, that's part of my story that I would ask people, do you think this is normal? And nobody had any, like none of my girlfriends ever had a clue. Like we were all dysfunctional apparently or, (laughs) and I couldn't, I didn't see anyone that I thought I admired. Like, oh, I want to be like that couple. I'm sure they have it going on. And the idea of seeing a sex therapist, you know, we were stationed overseas in Europe. And I, I mean, the whole, there certainly wasn't online help and stuff like we're providing. So, yeah. Gosh, I'm just glad it's a new day, and and I'm so thankful that we have that what we have. We didn't throw it away. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, the, so. When I when I think of this question, one of the mm-hmm. things this is not about necessarily what I know now that I wish I would have applied then. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have applied what I knew then in a better way. <laughs> I'll give you the context. Uh-huh. Okay. Because. It, I've shared before the struggle in my life with pornography and lust mm-hmm. that that that's been from fifth grade that was when I was that whole world was introduced fourth grade fifth mm-hmm. grade is when I was introduced to that and that set me on a course that has been tough to recover from at times much much better now. But man, it's still kind of skewed. I still see baggage that I that I battle. Sure. But one of the things that I shared with with Pam a week before we got married, because I was coming into this mindset of I want to be real. I want to be, you know, no secrets. I want to l- open my life up. You know, that's what I'm thinking your marriage is supposed to be. You know, I'm supposed right. to un- un- unload some baggage. That's what marriage is all about. 
So a week before our wedding, I inform my wife that I have trouble with lust and looking at other women. You know, just kind of a a general statement like that. And what that did was such a hit to her esteem and her value and her role, it dramatically decreased our marriage before it even started. That's so interesting that she had no idea. You'd never had broached that. Well, it it had been hinted at, but it it had never Uh, been a a full-on forthcoming, hey, because, you know, that's something that was my my struggle, my battle. Mm -hmm. It wasn't her. It didn't have anything to do with her. Yeah, exactly. You know, I wasn't struggling with that because of the absence of her or because I just – you know, wasn't getting attention. Some point. It was just, it was, a, it was my own battle. It was my own junk. And so what do you wish you did differently? I, well, I don't know. One, I, I, that's a good question. Cause part of my initial thought is I wish I wouldn't have told her. <laughs> Can't <get my> mouth <laughs> shut. Yeah. Because that would have, but then again, that's still allowing a wedge to be right there that she doesn't even know what it is. I wish I would have told her sooner so that we could have, so that would have helped direct some of the premarital counseling we did. You know, we could have we could have worked on that because we had such expectations of what sex was going to be in that whole mm-hmm. life together that because we had not had sex before we got married. So we had this whole idea that was naive of, of mm-hmm. what we thought it was going to be. And it wasn't anywhere near what we thought. So then you get this creeping disappointment and frustration. And then it just it's just this whole concophony of stuff that. Yeah just starts usually having more of a negative slant. So I wish I would have said something sooner and brought her into that journal to get, yeah, that journey together sooner. You know, now I look back on it and I realize when I've had struggles in our marriage with that and I get to the point of, okay, I feel like I'm getting close to a breakthrough or some healing. I can say straight out, honey, here's what's going on with me. Here's where I think you fit in. What do you think? You know, and, mm-hmm. and we kind of unpack it together and still she realizes some of it's all about me. You know, it's not her. So it, you have to navigate. And that's part of just navigating marriage together. Sure. But that's that's, that's the one thing that comes to my mind is I said I totally ruined my sex life before it even started <laughs> for a while. I mean, that's really what it was because it, it, it created a huge dynamic to where even on our honeymoon, she had some serious nightmares. That we talked about the next morning. Yeah. While she was sleeping, she'd have these just vivid, drastic, horrible dreams that she would bring up the next morning. And I'm like, this is our honeymoon. It's supposed to be so lovey-dovey and romantic. And and it's just this whole, wow. Were they triggered by what you told her? I don't know. I mean, you know, life is not linear causality. I don't believe in that. So it's not (laughs) that one thing didn't totally ruin everything, I know. But... (laughs) It, it does definitely impact. And we've talked about that since, that it, it dramatically impacted and, sh- and shifted yeah. the path we were on. And maybe not for the better for a while. Hmm. I guess, that, and that brings up a good point, that there are going to be conversations or, or there's going to be moments that feel like blow things open to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you think, oh, my gosh, this is not what this is not what I thought it was. Mm hmm. You know, like I thought we were happy in this and now we're, I'm making this discovery that all along you've been upset with me about that or and, and then this that 
disillusionment can set in. Mm-hmm. And so I maybe I wish, you know, when you're when you're engaged and so crazy about each other, all the things that you try to learn in pre-marriage counseling, they don't make sense because you don't have any <laughs> paradigm for exactly. them. It's deer, oh, in, not, it's deer uh, in the headlights. You're just, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll, uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll always love each other. Yeah, that won't be um, a problem for us. Our love will help us survive. <laughs> I know. We'll live when, on our love. That's right. I was so annoyed with my dad because he was worried. You know, he's when Paul asked if, if you know, to kind of the gather the parents, ask if like, he could marry me, and my mom's crying, and Paul will tell you those were not happy tears. And my dad stands up and says, you know, I, I, if if it's you, Paul, I, I have no problem with with you. You're this wonderful young man. The problem is your income. And Gina is used to having stuff. <laughs> and so all my all my defensiveness rose. I'm like, we can live on love. We'll make it together. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's funny. So Yeah, I wish one of the things now looking back on it i wish i would have known i mean there's two things the importance of my wife's mind when it comes to sex i wish i would have known that i always thought it was a biological body thing you know touch the touch the right thing yeah absolutely you know grab the bull by the horn and you're ready to go (laughs) it's not the same yeah And then I also wish I would have realized that, you know, the work involved, but it's not work in the sense of hard work or, you know, effort and all that, but just that, man, it, it is drastically different than what you think going in. You know, that's, that's where I come back to this. I think we've, I've said this several times of nothing prepares you for marriage like marriage. Right. You know, that's, that's it. You know, if you, if you want to know about marriage, well, get married. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's why I can't regret that we did, you know, got married so young, 21. Paul just turned 21 because he wanted to get married on Valentine's Day, but he would still be a minor. <laughs> so we got, we got married February 16th. He was 21 by about 12 hours. Okay. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, the, you you can absolutely grow together and I, I you know it's so tempting to look at other couples and then become annoyed with your own marriage oh if only we were like them or like them mm-hmm. and i'm positive everybody has issues oh yeah so yeah i wish i wish we would have had some couples i mean i i think we we have one couple now that we can just mm-hmm. reveal our entire life to you know, right. even the sex side of stuff, we could talk about that without it being, you know, we can, we can have those deeper mm-hmm. conversations. I wish we would have had that early on to be able to say, like what you talked about with your girlfriends of, hey, is right. this, have you guys had this? Have you guys had this experience yeah. where X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. That exactly. To where you could realize, okay, we're not abnormal. <laughs> you know, we're, we're okay. We, we can... We're, we're, we can do this. Other people have. It's fine. You know, this is normal. Yeah. Yeah. And that there's times that you'll wonder, did I marry the wrong person? 
I think everybody goes to that question, you know, did yeah. I, did, and, and the more you'll entertain that and then start thinking, um, you know, thankfully that wasn't one of the thorns in my side. I, I remember one time just in this, the recurring kind of argument, because some conflicts are just not ever going to be resolved. You're going to have to learn to live with them like right. a bad hit. Right. But um, I remember one time Paul looking at me going, I know there's times you must wonder why you even married me. And I thought, no. Actually, in all this conflict, I've never wondered why I married you. <laughs> it, you know, but the later it, I did, I okay. remember thinking we were too young. Okay. Well, I was like, maybe that's a guy thing because I've thought that, you know, because there's that, there's that idea of, well, right. we're soulmates and you're the only one for me. And then I'm thought, right. no, because we, Pam and I had this conversation every so often of, if we weren't together, who would you be with? You know, kind of, it's an interesting kind of dialogue to, well, I probably would have ended up, you know, and and it yeah. would have drastically been different for both of us because she wouldn't have come to the college I was at because she followed me because we were already together. Oh, and I'm two wow. years older than her. So I did two years in Texas while she was still mm -hmm. in Kansas. And mm -hmm. so she followed me to be with at school with me. And we figured out, you know, just kind of figured out a way to make it all happen. But my two years there at college, which is generally the, you know, everybody looking for the MRS degree and the MR degree. Sure, sure. That I was kind of a standout in the sense that I had a lot of girlfriends mm -hmm. because they knew I wasn't going to hit on them. Right. So they, well, they were friends and we would hang out and we were laughing. And so we really kind of got to know each other without that. There was a sexual tension. Right. Yeah, just because it's male, female and you're 19. But it was it was one of those we were friends. And right. and so that if I was going on the prowl, it would have been drastically different. And so who knows who I, I'm like, I don't have any clue who I would have ended up either. with. And she's like, well, I probably she could list a couple of different guys that were kind of in her little circle of influence in Kansas. And <laughs> and I don't know where she would have gone to school. And, you know, but it just you think of the different courses of life. So. It's not a soulmate. I think there's lots of people that you can have a great life with. I think so too. Which can either be a, you look at it bad or good. And I look at it as, okay, I have a lot of choice in my life. And what I want to choose is what I've got. And how can I make what yeah. I've got better? How can I make it out of this world? How can I make it to where I'm better? Right. That's just so what it comes back to. Yeah. For being our best self and bringing our best self to the marriage. Because, you know, as much as I've been doing, you know, motivational speaking and all that kind of training since since I was a teenager, somehow I had all these doors open for me and had a big fat resume that that got me lots of opportunity. And so I was so driven in the whole success arena, but I never, ever meshed it with doing life together with Paul. Like, it was so compartmentalized. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And I think that's why I have such a passion now to bring it together and say, bring your best self to see the best in your mate and, and build a world-class marriage or just at least a happy, healthy marriage. Yeah. Instead of, you're, I'm doing my thing and, you know, he's, you know, looking down my nose at my husband or, or whatever. So, yeah, I... I wish I would have just known earlier, mesh, understand what matters to him. Like the whole sex thing, I did not get it, mm -hmm. how important it was to him. Mm -hmm. That he literally felt so 
how much men read into sex. Yeah. Unloved or unworthy or unmasculine. Yeah. Or yeah. And I, I wish I would have realized the complexity of sex. Yeah. That it's not as simple of, well, if I could have more sex, things would be okay. Right. You know, and that's coming as a guy. You know, if I could up the frequency, that will that will scratch the itch that I've got for this relationship. Well, yeah. it might be a Band-Aid, but it doesn't get to the deeper part. You know, that's that idea of, you know, the way we do sex is the way we do life and the way we do life yeah. is the way we do sex. And so they're yeah. so intermingled and complex that it's more than, you know, it's, it's more than the advice that's out there in the Internet world and in the sex world of to the men. You know, if you want to have your wife more involved in sex, well, then do some more chore play. <laughs> you do chores, right. You know, and, you know, the L spot, the, the laundry you know, all those kinds of things that it's like, seriously, I've never done the laundry unless Paul was deployed. Well, I know, but it's one of those like, okay, so all of a sudden, if I start up in my game at home by doing more choice, choice, more chores, chores why my wife is going to all of a sudden be aroused and turned on and ready to jump me. No, I never even made that connection. Well, but that's some of the stuff that's out there. Well, that, I know. That I all even sudden, say it now because yeah, for that, some couples it's true. That all of a sudden if you can take more stress off her shoulders, the mm-hmm. void will be filled with arousal. No. It's much more complex than that. But no, we think it is. Exactly. We think it's that simplistic. And that's we're being right. sold a bill of goods. <laughs> you know? it's it, There's much more biology. There's much more... Complexity in the relationship, the dynamic, the alpha, the female, the masculine, the feminine, the, all that. There's all that is kind of wrapped up together. And I, that's stuff that I wish I would have known. What do you wish the next generation would know that they do differently than us? you think anything? Or are we all the same? Well, I think it, it's going to, the similarities are going to be real close and overlapped. I think one of the biggest problems the next generation has is translating online world to offline. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Yeah, that the idea of the complexity of relationships in Facebook, you just see the good and the minutia and the junk. But you, I mean, and I say it junk in a in a sarcastic way. You don't actually see the junk of someone's life because on the online world, we can put on a persona that's virtual shows our life as all, all together. Well, and we all, you know, we all got a trophy just for showing up, even if we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole winning and losing thing has changed. Yeah, not having to work at something. Yeah, I had some friends that have their their daughter that's a little bit younger than mine. She's starting yeah. kindergarten next year or the year after. She's been doing soccer, and they don't keep score. They don't, you know, and I'm like, well, what are you playing for? I mean, life is winning and losing at times. It's all about my self-esteem. Yeah, whatever. But that's the kind of stuff that uh, we've gone too far to the other extreme on some of the ways we've dealt with stuff that the new, the next generation is going to have some struggle because, you know, can you text sex? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's why that's so popular. Sexting, you know. No, I get sexting. what you're saying. Sexting and stuff. I, exactly. But you can't create no, you can't. the yin and the yang of physical connection. 
And it's going to be extremely uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable enough is yep. what we're always trying to get people to understand. Learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable so you can create intimacy and be comfortable with intimacy and, and be right. fully naked. And so for a generation, it's only texted each other for conversations when they're sitting next to each mm -hmm. other. It's Well, it'll be I detached think, connection. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. Yep. I mean, we have that anyway. Our generation, I think we have that too. Of if you, you think of the way it plays out, probably the most frequently in people's marriage is during yeah. sex when one person is just there physically, but emotionally well, or mentally, they are thinking of a fantasy that's not at all related to what's going on, or they're doing a to-do list, or they're talking, they're thinking about their schedule, or you know, they're virtually out. So it's yeah, it's detached connection. Well, I want to touch on that for a second because I have this week received several emails from different girlfriends, and so some are just so anti-erotica, okay, and some are so pro-erotica, and they're saying I don't know what to do with our other girlfriends that are so close-minded, comparing it to porn, okay, saying. When a man looks at porn, this is what my pro-erotica girlfriend says. When a man looks at porn, he's pushing, he pushes his woman away. But when a woman reads erotica, it makes her lust after her husband. <laughs> okay. I, I said, I have never read erotica how are those, unless you how, count that Harlequin romance. How, I don't understand. How, how, can, how can there be a dichotomy between the two genders? How does it produce one in one gender and the opposite in the other? I don't. I well, think that's where their argument fails. Do you think so? Yeah. Because fantasy involving other people is just that fantasy involving other people, isn't it? I don't know because I don't feel very well versed on this. Like I, you know, I keep bringing up those books to you that are so popular that that kind of turn my stomach. Um, but, you know, because I made a decision when I was 12 years old and it, I wrestled with this decision that whole year if I was going to serve God with my whole life. And, mm -hmm. so, and so in that whole year, my heart was always so tender and I'm very sensitive to what I look at anyway. You know, I couldn't even watch Westerns with people shooting each other without like, oh, when I was little, nine and ten. And so I'm very, very sensitive about what goes in my eyes and what goes in my ears and what I take in. So I don't have an appetite for stuff that a lot of people find arousing. Right. I find it right. I just don't like it. It's not it's not brilliant and it's, it's not beautiful. You. Yeah, it's me. not you. It's yeah. So I don't know how well I can speak to that. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's that's the stuff when we've talked about the show, you know, the show of fantasies and stuff and how right. you know, a lot of that arena within the marriage. Yeah that you share together and you're open about and you're forthcoming with and it bonds you together. Oh, I got no issue. I, how could I ever say anything what someone could do or shouldn't do behind their closed exactly. doors? I mean, that's not exactly. my role. That's not my place, nor is Thanks. it any therapist's place. Let me go ahead and say right. that. Right. But if, you know, all I can do is talk about what works for me. Mm -hmm. And, Anytime arousal and erotica, if, if I'm not willing to share that with my spouse, there's an issue. And if I'm not willing well, to be an open book of, hey, here's, yeah, how was your day? Well, here's what I did. 
You know, it's it's divisive, isn't it? Well, yeah. So for a lot of couples, it's not divisive. They view things together. They read things together. Okay. <laughs> well, this is the idea of, I mean, I, I guess the way I capture it is 100% of your sexual energy needs to be devoted to your marriage. Even if it's fed from outside your marriage. Well, but feeding it is your energy. I know, but some women, they don't have any concept of arousal. I mean, I don't know. Well, then it, I don't even like to watch. Okay. So I've never even watched soap opera. Then it's up to, that's, that's a relationship issue. That's not the woman issue. That's why we talked about the, the show we talked about a couple of shows back of help. I, it's over too fast. You know, sex is over too fast. And it was mainly geared towards men with premature ejaculation issues. Right. Or fast ejaculation issues. That it's a relationship issue. It's not just the man's issue. Exactly. A woman that's not aroused or cannot be aroused, it's not just her. It's a relationship issue. Exactly. And that's where if you keep that in mind and the way you try to find answers, it changes what you, what you do and how you go about trying to find answers. It's not all burden on her. Well, it must be hormones. Obviously, there's a bunch of different things. I mean, think of the different sure. realms of us as humans. Right. And we got the biology, we got the mental, we got emotional, we got spiritual, we got physical, we got all those things. And so you got to go through a checklist almost. Mm -hmm. But then you also have relational. You also have the dynamic that's created between you. That if sex is all about him, of course she's not going to be aroused because yeah. she's getting nothing out of it. And plus just the whole friendship side. You know, yeah. the research shows women are more aroused in a container of a strong friendship with that mate than anything. Yeah. Well, that's the so, idea of what I mentioned earlier, what I wish I would have known of the importance of engaging exactly. my wife's mind. Exactly. Of getting into her mind exactly. erotically. That's, that's the way I think of it, is I wish I would have known the importance of pursuing her erotically, of pursuing... Yeah that side of her of being willing to think raunchy about her you know because she's animalistic too she's a female human so mm -hmm. she's got some of those raw animalistic things that are not socially appropriate in, in lots of circles you know, where you want to just sometimes just throw down <laughs> you know yeah. and, and go after it great tap into that you know seek that that's okay that's part of who we are and that's the stuff right. that we don't talk about much. Well, and that's the things you, we just want couples to talk about stuff because absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone is so be different. Because it's going to be a refining and a shaping as you do it because it's not anything goes. I don't believe in that. There are parameters to things. That's why we put this all in the marriage context. That's just our personal belief and value. Correct. So that's it's mine. Yeah, it's mine too. But what you choose to do with it, you know, do it, do it according to your own values and what you hold dear. And everybody has those that are limiting to some degree. Everybody has values that we need to base things off of. And they can be seen as limiting because they are. It's what you hold dear. And that's where you operate from. That's the best in you. And when you operate from there, that's what creates a tremendous amount of energy between you for your own life, 
for your world, for your family. That's where you change things. That's where you revolutionize things. Well, it's when you change and revolutionize things by admiring them in each other. If, yeah. if you've got contempt for your spouse's values, yeah. then that you're just on a fast path to nowhere. Right. But absolutely. And I really would wish, maybe looking back, what we just touched on, that I would not have felt like my low sex drive was my problem. That it was that it would have been our issue to mm -hmm. look at together because that was part of why my resentment would go up. You know, mm -hmm. this just filling his anger all the time about something so intimate. It wasn't our problem. It was my problem. I was broken. Right. And so that's just huge. And, and even now, you know, at this age, as as we're in our forties, gosh, it's hard to say, but um, when. Sometimes the roles change now and the wives are finding themselves as the higher desire mm -hmm. mate and feeling like that same thing. How do I get my husband to approach this mm -hmm. subject? He's so maybe even more resentful than we were because the guy's whole identity is so tied to his sexuality, probably more than a woman. Right. That's pretty general. Right. But um, to, to so clearly come at that from it there's nothing wrong with you this is something we want to pursue together right greater greater intimacy right yeah and then and since it's a relational dynamic yeah there are things you can do as a person male or female mm -hmm. to pursue your spouse sexually to pursue their arousal to pursue their deeper sides of them that will speak to that aspect of them and turn them on and get them going and kind of awaken them up, if you will. Well, I can hear the frustration from the listener who's saying, well, then tell me what, because I've tried it. Nothing's working. I've tried being the seductress in, in lingerie. You know, somebody just wrote me that. I've tried, I've tried everything, you know. So what is that thing that I can do to? Well, it's, it's not a silver bullet. There's not, exactly. there's, there's not a silver bullet. If there was, I'd be living on some island. Yeah, that, no, I, we, that, that I own because I would be a multi-billionaire, uh, you know, well. or if there was a silver bullet, all the magazines that we know of today, Glamour, Vogue, all those would be gone because they would give you the 15 steps to turn him on in bed. And that's the only article you need because it worked. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not that simple. It's not because it's chemical and it's emotional, it's biological, right. it's spiritual, it's everything. It's all those dimensions. The point is it's yours as a couple together. Yep. And it's a relational thing. And by viewing it as a relational thing, perhaps a new elegant solution starts to appear. That starts pushing you towards one step further down the road. Especially when you have an eye for it, an eye for a solution, uh -huh. believing for a solution. We find what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. If we're looking for a way out, there's a good chance he'll find more excuses to hit the road. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's the one thing I think of when, when I tell couples that I, when I work with them, that I don't come at this for the idea of saving your marriage. Yeah. I come at this with the idea of making two people better people. What you choose to do is what you choose to do. Because I can't put my value of, well, you need to stay in that marriage at all costs yeah. or you guys need to get divorced. What are you doing? You know, that's my mm -hmm. own values and that has no business in someone else's life. But what can help is if you choose to become better, it puts mm -hmm. pressure just dynamically because of the relationship on the other person 
to do the same where the relationship falls apart. So the way I think of it is you can work to be better. It may not help you with this relationship, but it will help you with one. And the most important one it helps you with is the relationship you have with yourself. Exactly, with yourself. So when you're better, everybody else around you is better. So Good news. Work, to, work for it. I mean, that's the idea is I'm going to go after, you know, there's sex happening in my house at 930 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's go full circle. It's kind of, it's saying what I'm going after. I hope you'll join me because it's a whole lot more fun when you're around for sex. <laughs> but if it's something I'm really wanting, I'm going to go Candles for it. Are lit. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Babe, I hope you're around at 9.30 tonight. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining us. Bye, everybody.